Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, this is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I'm the creator, editor, and person who <laughs> is just in charge of the Is It Transphobic podcast. Uh, I use she, her, and they, them pronouns. And today I'm being joined by Rachel Weekly. I use they, them, or she, her pronouns. Awesome. So we're talking today, and before we actually get started, I kind of want to just say, like, we are two people. We are. We are. <laughs> we're not a single person. Right. We are not a, we're not a single person, but I was thinking like more along the lines of like, <laughs> it's only two people talking. Yeah. There are multiple other points of view that are missing from us. Uh, Absolutely. Especially just as like two non-binary and in my case, trans non-binary folks that are uh, white and et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's a lot of p- points of view that we are just not getting in this right now represented here yeah today yeah uh that being said (laughs) uh the other thing that i i think a lot of people don't know is that i do identify as a non-binary trans woman i tend to just say trans woman to people because it makes a lot more sense socially to not explain everything yes (laughs) it's funny how often you like run into how do i explain this concept simply and you end up what you end up taking shortcuts in so when people actually ask you yeah like expanding it out for the first time is you're all of a sudden you're like oh yeah this is actually how i feel yeah (laughs) but like it's a thing that i didn't state and it's a thing that i always kind of take for granted uh because i know uh, like even maybe a couple months ago i just started adding they them onto my facebook and mm. it was just sort of like a low-key like oh i'm doing this i've just never updated my facebook and my wife was even like hey should i start using they them and i was like look you can Aww. throw a couple of they thems my way that's fine like i i guess like it's not a thing that is obvious it's not a thing that i talk about a lot mm. uh but i do and that's part of the reason why i use they them like she her or they them uh when i do my intros here um yeah. but that said the reason i'm bringing that up is because we are talking about uh, a certain sect of trans folks and (laughs) trans issues (laughs) that I want to have a real frank conversation. Um, And so I wanted to kind of start just talking about like non-binary stuff. Yeah. Uh, Like more more than anything else, because a lot of the folks that we are going to talk about and a lot of the the things that we're going to talk about is either non-binary erasure or anti-non-binary-ness. So (laughs) (laughs) anti-non-binarity. Yes. (laughs) So I just kind of want to talk a little bit about like what non-binary means to you. Um, To me. Yeah. Yeah. So like to you and then to me as well. Like what what is that? Um, Mm Yeah. So the reason why non-binary was like the label that I sort of latched onto, because I, I like the good little student that I am, did my research when I started, <laughs> when I started realizing that my discomfort with the gender I was assigned actually fell within this category. Um, 
So I looked at a lot of things like gender queer, gender fluid, hmm. agender. Um, and the reason I liked non-binary and felt that it fit me was that it accounts for when I feel sort of genderless or when I feel more mask one day or when I feel more femme someday or when I sort of weirdly mix the two. Mm. It um, And the my really good friend who uses all of the pronouns out in Chicago, um, just talking with them, that's the broadness of it, the not having to fit in a singular thing at any given point, the fact that it allows for change, it allows for feelings to move and presentations to shift and for me to not feel like I was doing a bad job at my mm. gender, which I spent most of my life feeling like I did a bad job at my gender. I made that joke all the time growing up that mm. um, that I was just bad at it. And like many people agreed with me, mm. which was like an interesting oh, that hurts, but it's also, like, nice that you recognize mm. that I am not performing this well, but I didn't know what that meant for a long time. So when I... So, and non-binary was this big term that was able to hold that. Yeah. Uh, I know, at least for me, it's very much like I... F first off, like, I fought for so long to be taken seriously as a woman, as mm. a trans person, and then... It, because non-binary, I'm sure it existed, but it didn't exist in my spheres. It yeah, didn't no, exist where... me neither, really. So for me, it was very much a, like, okay, I don't know what to Google. I'm Googling things. This was when, like, I think Ask Jeeves was still around. Yes. Back in the days when you had away messages on AIM. Um, so for me, it was very much a, like, I don't know. I know what this is, and this feels more comfortable. Mm. Um, and even then, like, I still... It's not just like me holding on to it and saying like, oh, no, well, now I'm non-binary only. It's like, no, like I'm a non-binary trans woman um, because I feel like if we're looking at it from and this is not a perfect representation, but if we're looking at nope. a scope as opposed to a binary, like it's supposed yeah. to like an AB, like a, a whole scale, I'm closer to female. But at the same time, like, yeah, I'm still in that non-binary happy place. And there can be people off that scale and that scale should be burned to the ground. And that's fine, too. And I recognize that. But Well, I like <laughs> to think of it the way I was trying to explain this to someone the other day, because mm. they were thinking of very much like a scale, like a line. And you're either closer to this end of the line or the other end of the line. And maybe you're in the middle mm. or maybe you're not on the line. And I was like, I yeah. think of it more like a color spectrum, mm. like you might be firmly in the green zone, whatever that means. Right. But also maybe you're a little more towards the blue, but also with like a hint of red in there. Mm. You know, there's, or maybe you are absence of that color. Like it, mm. it gives, it's three dimensional rather than a strict two boxes or a single line. Yeah. So the, the other thing that I want to say before we get started is if you believe non-binary people either don't exist or it's there's either one or the other, go fuck yourself. Go get out of here. fuck yourself. This podcast it's... isn't for you. So, sorry. I hope that you'll listen. I hope that you'll get something out of it because I really want to be the person that says anyone can change because I know growing up I've had some really messed up views. Um, and that's the thing that I've kind of been trying very hard to fix to try and... 
make sure that I hold those, I hold myself accountable for the views that I used to hold. But at the same time, if you are just coming out here to basically hear, oh, well, what about this? Let's hear from some people that are trans medicalists. It's like, no, go fuck yourself. Yes, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Wrong place. Yeah. Uh, so that said, we're talking specifically, now I assigned you essentially like, <laughs> hey, this is a thing that's going on. Oh, um, thank you. Contrapoints. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just start with the way that we usually start something like this. We're going to go, this is going to be a little bit of a different discussion than we normally do on Isn't Transphobic, but talk to me about, uh, like, had you heard of Contrapoints prior to me assigning this to you? I th I had heard of the name of it, mm. but it wasn't something that I had, if you had been like, hey, it's a, it's a newspaper, I would have been like, sure. Sure. <laughs> you know, I knew it was about things, and I probably would have hmm. guessed And a just blog to be clear, yeah. we're going to be talking about ContraPoints as a media piece, as hmm. opposed to Natalie Wynn, who is a human. And if we yeah. do talk about her, we will use her pronouns, but we're going to refer to ContraPoints because it is a piece of media as opposed to a human as it. Just Absolutely, FYI. yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people kind of merge the two, and yes, it's mostly a Natalie Wynn thing, but at the same time, it is it is a different piece of media as opposed to Natalie Wynn, who is a human. Yeah. And I think it is important to There's make that distinction. There's a level of performativity yeah. with it that is, that is distinct. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on it? Um, as a performer and as a media maker? Yeah. 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 Um, it's... I also come from like something of a philosophy background because mm -hmm. that I wanted that to be my minor in university. Mm -hmm. um, did not have the time, but it's it's really wonderful watching someone take the time to go through something like um, I'm specifically thinking like the opulence mm -hmm. video mm -hmm. going through this concept that we so often use like shorthands to talk about. And really, like, laying it open and walking through sort of the all the jumps that a lot of people who talk about it already make mm. or assume their audience is already making. And so I really, I enjoyed that. Um, there's a lot of fun aesthetic-y things, but at the same time, I, I had trouble not tuning out sometimes mm. because if... At least for me, if it's the same voice the whole time, mm. there has to be there has to be really distinct like this is when I'm talking to you, the viewer. This is when I'm painting a picture. Mm. Vocal differentiations between that, whether it's having another person be there or whether I have like characters to build up and yeah. whatnot. And she does that in some other of the videos, but the the really one-on-ones where I'm just dissecting this topic was, oh, buddy, it was a lot. <laughs> mm. oh. No, I, I definitely hear that. I think uh, particularly, like, Natalie has a really good sense of writing and a really good sense of character, mm. but it sometimes is very hard for her as a performer to vary her voices, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, I can understand how that might be a little bit of a barrier that's hard to kind of yeah, get Yeah, that... Mm -hmm. I, and I'm sure there are people who are like, no, this is great because mm -hmm. I'm not being distracted by other things. I know I, as a viewer, struggled with that. Yeah. 
where I would get distracted because she she has a beautiful voice and yeah. it's fairly melodic mm-hmm. and and like I would just like all of a sudden realize I was staring off at my bookshelf like thinking <laughs> oh, about no. like you know yeah. yep and the, and I would go back and mm-hmm. read through things but mm-hmm. that was one yeah. aspect that I mm-hmm. struggled with so I and this this makes it like it, it makes it very hard because I've loved contrapoints for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been like championing contrapoints to a lot of people, and now I kind of have to do so with a caveat. And Ooh. if I that's it's one of those things. If I am recommending it to people, it's like, hey, you should know this is a thing that's happening. But at the same time, let's just talk about the thing that is happening then. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I asked you prior to taking on this if you'd heard of the term either transmedicalist or what is sometimes the shorthand true scum. What uh, what did you find as far as like when I talked to you about that? Like what were some of the things that sort of came up? Um, um, that you needed dysphoria, that you needed to be on hormones, that you needed to physically, medically transition mm. in that way and sort of the... The prime goal is passing. Yep. As whichever end of the binary you're mm-hmm. on. Which ultimately, as an individual, if it is your individual intention to pass for cis, if it is your intention to get all of these things done mm. and you do have, you feel dysphoria and then yes, you go and get it medically diagnosed, that's fine. Like, I want to yeah. make sure that's stated. Like, yes, that's oh, that's perfectly respectable. If yeah. that's what you need, mm-hmm. if that's what you need, if that's how you feel, then of course. Yeah. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm certainly not one to deny how they need to present mm-hmm. to feel comfortable with themselves and in the world. But I think and uh, like you can tell me if I'm either right or wrong on mm. this, like the the issue becomes when you start kind of either telling people that they have to do that in order to. Uh, be truly trans or uh, the other issue that happens and this is where it really this is sort of like the like that's the very clear that's the black and white that's the like boom okay Mm. yep we see that where we start seeing a lot of other uh, what like where we see a lot of other uh, distinction where we see a lot of other issues is once it becomes more a matter of like oh okay well there's a difference between quote-unquote transsexual and quote-unquote transgender like Mm. that's sort of and this is where a lot of like we'll see we're going to talk about buck angel a little bit later too uh he is a proponent that like oh there should be a difference and now here's the thing we do have different experiences Mm -hmm. and i don't think anybody's denying that maybe people are but we're not i'm yeah Yeah. no (laughs) i'm sure and yes we should be able to kind of talk about the differences that we are going to have and the issues that we're going to go through but the problem is, it's like what you do when you start creating like, oh, okay, well, this person's a quote unquote transsexual, this person's quote unquote transgender. This is, is that like Kate Bornstein had this really interesting hierarchy of, and it's it's a little outdated at this point, but mm. like it's this hierarchy of people who are not cis or not 
cis passing so to speak where it's like okay you've got the like you start with the person who is uh cross-dressing and then the person that's cross-dressing uh looks down on this person and that person looks down on that person then it just keeps going until we get to like oh the trans like the the transsexual starts looking uh down on and it's just sort of like it just goes in this cycle where instead of us coming together as a group supporting each other yeah and understanding that we have differences and celebrating the differences and saying like hey let's talk about how we can talk about the differences then it becomes more a matter of like oh okay well who is the one that's like yeah so. the actual one yeah like i so um as a personal experience i it didn't necessarily and this is going to sound it's gonna sound silly, but it didn't necessarily occur to me that non-binary fell within, like transness. Yeah, I could and have. um, because very much my non-binariness was not me needing to present differently mm. than how I already looked and mostly presented. It was just a better name for how I already was, mm. and and someone pointed out at one point that to some degree trying to it is just trans meaning different right you know non-binary does fall in that category and there are times where if you are non-binary and pushing away from the label of trans how much of that is from like a transphobic place Mm. that you don't want to be labeled within that community Mm. Which I found really interesting because um, I know the, uh, have you heard the term het lag? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not, but I can the, guess uh, what it means, thinking, but go on. Thinking you're straight or cis for a long time um, <laughs> after you realize you're probably not. Um, oh my God, I love that term. <laughs> right? It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and that was one of the mm. one of the struggles I had was some internalized misogyny because mm-hmm. I needed to prove that women could be other ways and that's I couldn't be anything yeah. else and blah blah blah. Um so yeah, it's yeah. it's it's interesting to me that a lot of it's not necessarily mm-hmm. instantly recognizable as being the same thing. Yeah. Well and and I think a lot of people forget that the white stripe in the middle of the trans flag mm. it's not because the flag creator really liked the band the white stripes it's because they wanted to be inclusive of non-binary people as well yeah because there is a lot of like yes there's a lot of different issues but at the same time many of them do cross over yeah to a point that oh. yeah we're are we are all fighting for similar issues yep. to a point that yes we need to stand together um, so now that we've gotten all of that rah-rah non-binaryness done, <laughs> yay, rah-rah non-binary, rah-rah. Let's, let's talk about the actual issue that came up. Um, specifically, Natalie Wynn uh, retweeted and responded to a uh, vice journalist and trans woman, a uh, woman named Diana Tourget. I apologize if I have mispronounced that, uh, but uh, Diana Tourget said sometimes it's funny when you're the only trans person in a space where everyone is announcing their pronouns like it gets to you and a hush falls over the room and you can just check your phone because only cis uh cis people need to be working on their pronouns game uh no 
people was not part of that but that was just putting it in context uh because i think she was just trying to say because only cis um that said natalie Wynn responded and added as well she often feels like whenever she's in a room cis people sharing their pronouns they're only doing it for no other reason than the fact that she's there Mm. um which makes her feel othered now here's the thing i because i don't want to just like go with i think that there is something to that in that there is a certain amount of like people and this is why i'm kind of like i i honestly like julia serrano had a really good defense of these tweets as well mm-hmm. uh that you can kind of that and honestly julia serrano is fantastic um but she had a defense that i tend to agree with which is uh boiling it down to that yeah like there is a certain amount of othering that happens when it's just because you're there yeah and i would imagine yeah like I see that like it's all of a sudden like you know like if you witness somebody like introducing themselves to other people and then you show up and Mm -hmm. it's like oh hi I'm Bill he him pronouns and it's like well okay Bill thanks you tell you tell Janice over there you got he did you got he him pronouns huh buddy but like Mm -hmm. all right sure um and particularly for people that are trying to pass it you know pass for sis I should yeah okay I I get that like but at the same time it is a thing that, like, yeah, maybe we all need to work on our pronoun game in general. I yeah, mm-hmm. I I think, I think the harder solution, unfortunately, mm. or fortunately, I'm not sure, um, mm. is that you just instead of trying to use it occasionally to make sure sometimes people feel included, doing it all the time, yep. so it's not even a weird thing. Because one of the struggles I had when I thought I was a cis person, mm-hmm. um, would I would get misgendered as he, him. Ah. Even when I had long hair. And it mm-hmm. was because there was no room to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It was really weird to be suddenly like, hey, um, so <laughs> you actually mm-hmm. assumed real wrong just now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, thank you. No. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't, build in a place for that to begin with Mm. then there's no room to have the conversation and if you're only thinking to have the conversation when there is someone who is trans or someone gender non-conforming in the room then yeah that is othering yeah and the specific tweet was the specific reply was i guess it's good for people who use they them pronouns only and want only gender neutral language but it comes at the minor expense of semi-passable transes like me and that's super fucking hard for us now for those just to put that in context as well the the term transes is something that like you should not say if you're cis to a trans person this is natalie being i know i know you're laughing i know you're laughing but yeah like it's it's literally and this is part of uh natalie and to a greater extent her piece of media contrapoints uh does which is like you know at one point she uh has like an entire song where she's spoofing um uh behind blue eyes by uh the who where she's like nobody knows what it's like to be a sad tran and it's just like don't call people a tran don't call people transes but yeah you know like all right if you're if you're part of the community you, you anyway it's it feels like but part yeah. of her ownership yeah of it. exactly yeah and that's uh, mm-hmm. i think that's more understandable than 
many people make it out to be. Yeah. Yeah. And other people that I've kind of tried to find talk about this and do so in a way that it's nuanced Mm. because there's obviously like a lot of there's obviously a lot of words on this uh but i've tried to find like more nuanced takes just so that i can kind of figure out and part of it is someone has said like there was uh someone that talked about this whole thing and said like look everyone deserves to be able to be like to just like say something but at the same time it sucks because it's like all right yeah like say it but you got to be held accountable for things and especially if you are someone who is high profile which honestly like i'm still having to tell people that this show exists (laughs) when they're coming on my show (laughs) but like you're you're high profile enough that you have seven hundred thousand subscribers and especially within the community yeah which i am relatively new to so (laughs) there is that but yeah like it's tough when you and it like you know yeah nobody signed up and again like we don't know her we don't know anyone else that we're going to be talking about today but when you become that person when you are someone who is creating media you have to be willing to understand that like okay you may be given a focus and that's part of the trade-off yep yep and yeah like i want her to keep making pieces but i Mm. want her and she's been very good which is what kills me she's been very good about other issues and very good about trying to basically like from that philosophical standpoint figure out i don't understand this but okay let me figure it out and i think that's um that's why the videos that like directly dealt with that weren't actually as difficult as i thought they were gonna be Mm. for me because it is taking a step back and like talking about it intellectually Mm -hmm. and it it's made very clear in a lot of ways that that's what she's doing and um one of the really interesting things is that because she is the characters all of them Mm -hmm. she's often arguing like against herself yep um which i enjoy but at the same time i feel like if you're going to talk about issues with other human beings that are involved you should have those other human beings present to, yeah you know yeah. make cases for themselves mm-hmm. um but i she her that seems to be somewhat her mo is mm. trying to f- talk about these difficult and interesting topics mm. in a an exploratory way yeah, and ultimately that combined with her style of humor, which again mm. is not for everyone, no. it is for me, but yeah. uh, it's not for everyone, mm. it does hit a certain subsection of alt-right Twitter and alt-right YouTube and yep. like this whole anger anti-SJW YouTube that mm-hmm. there are many cases that you find that she has reached them and actually like she have they've come out and said like oh I've really changed my mind because of your videos and I think that there is something to that but I do think that there is a certain sensibility to it that grabs them in a way yeah um that is very hard for your average everyday trans person or non-binary person to get into um but with that said let's talk a little bit more because she kind of doubled down by having uh buck angel Mm. a very prominent trans man you probably have heard his name 
even if you don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is essentially a very like active trans advocate, activist, and uh, I don't know if he's still doing porn, but I know that he has done porn in the past, and that was like how he got big and great, awesome, yay porn, <laughs> yay porn, yeah, yay porn, yay yeah. sex workers, hell yeah. Like um, I know, I know one of the things that he had said, especially when he got accused first of become of being true scum. Uh, and there are a number of like things that I saw that I can look up really quick, but yeah, like the, the mm. big thing was he, he was saying like, Oh, I had to look it up cause it's a fake word or it's a made up word. Oh. It's just like, yeah, as opposed to those natural words, <laughs> all the <laughs> words that haven't been made up that come <laughs> from trees. Yeah. So I guess, I guess this is a good time to take a commercial break. Cool. Because we have those now. Oh, that's right. That's right. You <laughs> we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of the things that Buck uh, has actually stated on Twitter and why they get uh, looked at as, quote unquote, true scum. We'll define true scum uh, a little bit further. And yeah, enjoy this ad. Hello, I am Dr. Raz from Scowl Fight for Your Rights. Are you looking to conquer the world, but help people while you do it? May I present the solution to all of your problems? The Potaser! Yes, the Potaser is my own personal invention for conquering the world with easy home-based electric goods. For just one complicated payment of two medium payments of three easy payments of 1999, you can donate through Fractured Atlas to Scowl, Ladermageddon, and get your own, very own, very, very own Potaser conquering the world. All donations that you make through Fractured Atlas are tax deductible. So if you are sick of dodging your taxes, you can just deduct them instead. Once again, you can buy the Potaser for one complicated payment of two medium payments of three easy payments of 1999 and help scowl Leathermageddon become reality! Please be advised for your own personal safety. Please do not buy the Potaser. Simply donate through Fractured Atlas. Do not, I repeat, do not buy the Potaser. The Potaser is not meant to be cooked, eaten, consumed in any way, shape, or form. It is not meant to be utilized in any way whatsoever and cannot be verified as safe by any American administration. Please, please, please do not buy the Potaser. Simply send any donations through Fractured Atlas to Scowl, Ladermageddon. All right, so we are back. <laughs> so one of the things, and this is one of the, the major ones that uh, sparked it for a lot of people, is in, let me find that date again, September of 2018. Uh, I will find the exact date a little bit later, but Buck Angel said, a hashtag transsexual is different than a hashtag transgender person. I am transsexual. I had a sex change. I live in the binary and I use testosterone and surgery to masculinize my body. I am male, not hashtag trans. That's the difference. So that's from September 21st, 2018, 6.13 a.m. on Twitter, on Buck Angels, the verified at Buck Angel. What? 6.13 a.m. That's what it looks like. (laughs) But that is an actual tweet from uh, the real guy. And... Yeah, I'm not going to deny his tra- <laughs> Well, he has denied his, his hashtag transness. But the big thing is what we're seeing from that. And so the reason that we're even bringing that up mm. is because he voiced a he voiced John Waters, a quote from John Waters in Natalie's uh, 
ContraPoints, I again, I will make that distinction, ContraPoints' recent video, uh, Opulence. Mm-hmm. And this, because she's already gotten hit with this criticism, it can't help but feel like anything other than an actual just sort of like trolling of people. Yeah. I don't know if it is, though. Like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, it wasn't mm. clear in the video who it was. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's just a voice and it's like a few seconds and then you move on and there's bigger things to talk about in it. Right. So it it felt more thoughtless yeah. than anything else. And this is a thing like, you know, he is a high profile person. So mm. this has probably been in the works for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the same time, it is also very telling that most of the other YouTubers that provided their voices, I'm not saying all, but most were also cis. Interesting. And so to have like one trans person on a thing to come back from after and making a joke about it, like it's not like she just pretended like it didn't happen. She included it with the like... Uh, what what is that? The the curb your enthusiasm music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you know you're leaning in. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess the the real question is, what are the dangers of taking a quote unquote medicalized or any other what is or is not transgender stance? I mean, she points out some fairly obvious ones. Like, mm. what if you? are a trans person who identifies along a binary but you mm. literally cannot afford to pass yeah you can't afford hormones you can't mm-hmm. afford surgeries or maybe you can't for other health reasons do that yeah does that make those people less trans you know mm. is is trans a monetary fiscal thing yeah because that that doesn't make any mm. sense. That doesn't read true. Yeah. You know? I, I I think she is able to be brought back, able to learn, able to figure I it out. I think she's like, very ready to learn. Yeah. Like, I, I am mm-hmm. displeased with some of her actions. Yeah. But honestly, it looks like she is more honestly looking for answers. Yeah. And trying to protect herself, yeah, in a lot of ways than mm-hmm. actively wanting to disregard a community, yeah. Like she is, especially in the um, trans trenders yeah. video, the character that she seems to most align with thought wise mm-hmm. is the blonde whose name I can't remember. Uh, which blonde? <laughs> um, um uh, tumbles. Tiffany tumbles. Tiffany tumbles. <laughs> gets a very center point she's surprisingly like ends up being sort of the protagonist Mm. of that little sketch Mm. and um it's the points that actually hit home from tiffany tumbles the points that don't really truly get disregarded by the other characters are when it's like well this feels it feels like this is the only way I know how to be trans, the only way I'm comfortable being trans. Mm. And if and if that's something we say isn't necessary, then like who isn't trans? Am I am I still safe in this? Is this still mm. 
a safe place where I'm not going to be laughed at. Yeah. Where what I'm talking about myself isn't going to be considered a joke Mm. because there are these people who have expanded this definition so much. And I, and it's hard because she should get to voice that fear. Like if we don't, if we don't voice the things we're afraid of, we can't actually deal with them. And then it never gets solved. And, and I also think it looks like it feels like exposes her in a lot of ways, sort of exposes the underbelly of how like gender can function or gender could function. And like, if you are a successfully passing person, that's a little scary because then, then when you thought you were safe and you had everyone on the same page, all of a sudden all these things get questioned again. Mm. And I, I can imagine that's, that's terrifying. And, and I would say that I would give, she could just not address this at all. Yeah. She could just not acknowledge the existence of this at all. Yeah. And that would be way worse than like, well, this is where I am, yeah. but let me engage with the material. And let's mm. try to talk it out and try to hash it out. I was going to say, like, because I, I know we and it will probably air much later, but mm. we just recorded an episode on 30 Rock and talking about Tina Fey mm-hmm. and just like her attitude of like, I don't just des- I don't describe jokes anymore. I don't talk about jokes anymore uh, was very much her mm. mentality. And because like it's it's very much a like, OK, I'm just not going to regard anything. I'm just going to do a thing and maybe it'll work uh and i don't care yeah whereas like i feel like i feel like having seen basically all of contrapoint's videos Mm. it it as an entity like it as a piece of media that is continuing to uh move forward does a really good job of questioning things and stating when there are issues yeah and yes natalie as a person should be able to state things and state fears and state be a messy person because mm. we all are messy people yeah and i don't see it as like i have not and maybe there are things out there and yes please let me know mm. but i haven't seen anything that's necessarily been stating that like either non-binary people don't exist that mm. you stop being trans if you medically transition yeah that you know there's like a lot of things that are just like yeah no you like the only things that i've seen are frustration of like yep i feel like i'm being othered when people are specifically targeting me for specific things Mm -hmm. and she could have worded it better yeah (laughs) because the wording but at the same time that's also just if you if you watch a contra points video that's just how yeah she talks Mm mm-hmm like that's that's how she communicates that stuff and for better or worse there there it is um yeah, yeah. so i guess like going back to the the question that i had brought up before what are the dangers of either like taking a medicalized oh, yeah. view or like, <laughs> what is or is or like specifically just stating any kind of what is or is not transgender to me 
Mm-hmm. The 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 worry is like if we take a medicalized view, you need this kind of like this is medical gatekeeping all over again. Absolutely, it's that idea of someone who is not part of the a someone who is not part of the community, b someone who just like is stating putting up walls saying you are or you are not is bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. On a very fundamental level, yeah. this just argument doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Yep. Like if yeah trans people exist then they exist without medicalness yeah like it and plus i don't want i don't want like to have a brain scan no for like (laughs) just in general but like you know that's the thing like that's what people that's what many people want is Mm. like okay well let's medicalize it this is where we come into this please prove my feelings to me yeah like you know like okay i don't want to have like oh well you're missing like 0.5 fluid ounces of being a lady i'm excited like, <laughs> you know like i don't know i know exactly what you mean <laughs> but, I, but i chose the weirdest way to i love it i'm here but yeah like i i okay. think that's that's the worry is that it's like look i don't want to be denied what i know is true just because someone is like because someone has like a a, a chart and i don't mm. fit that chart so one mm. of the other things that really that suddenly occurred to me as you were saying that mm. is that trans medicalists, true scum, if you will, um, mm-hmm. function in a binary. Yeah. But what's what's really interesting to me is that like genetically humans don't even completely work in a binary. No, that has been the argument like, with these armchair biologists all the time. It's just like, no, you don't get how chromosomes work. You just went to you woke up in high school class and one even day. maybe like, yeah they went back and looked for it but <laughs> even if you're just looking at mm-hmm. like oh yes the the mm-hmm. the technical thing is whether you have two x's or an x and a y mm-hmm. sometimes you have an x and a nothing sometimes you have x x y y sometimes mm-hmm. you get two y's like mm-hmm. humans already come in like this vast array of things mm-hmm. on a medical level yep so even if so even if you're just looking at it through mm-hmm. a medical lens, this already exists. This already mm-hmm. happens. So what this is is like this pseudo medical definition of yeah. things. And I frankly am frustrated with like a lot of psychology through working mm. through trying to work through that, but in a half assed way. Yeah. Like it is something um one of my parents worked in the psychology field for a long time mm. and they and I had an argument about this the other day about, oh, well, if you're trying to do studies, you need to have like two separate things. And it's like, well, that's not accurate. Mm. You've been working from inaccurate information the entire time because mm. you're not including this or you're not including that variable within there. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so any any argument coming from a medical or scientific point of view that doesn't include that isn't actually founded on anything. Yeah. It's our bigoted view of medicalness. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, that's been bugging uh, me for a long time. I was like, oh. no, that's cool. This is why I put a microphone in front of yes. people's faces. <laughs> State the things that bug you. Um, mm. Because I was frustrated with her. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was a little done. Yeah. Um, especially after the trans trenders, mm-hmm. because she also does this thing that a lot of philosophy people do, mm-hmm. where they will kind of buff it. 
they'll take an argument from someone mm-hmm. and go after them with like a solid question a solid question but something that doesn't actually address what they've said before yeah and what that usually means is that they don't have anything to address what came before mm. so in the um trans trenders video a lot of that happens sort of in the second half mm. the um the the sad crying character i don't remember names <laughs> i'm sorry mm-hmm. um would make a really good point about non-binary folks and and exploring gender and non-binariness mm. and the the t- t- taffy crumbles taffy tumbles <laughs> tiffany tumbles <laughs> tiffany tumbles thank you um, i kind of like taffy crumbles though. <laughs> all i'm saying is contrapoints if you take taffy, taffy crumbles, crumbles. <laughs> i'm not saying don't but Rachel or I will happily voice a character. There we go. There we go. You go on. You want to? Um, yeah. So we're not like, trans. We're not true scum. Nope. Um, so the 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 sad mm-hmm. crying person would yeah. make a good point, and Tiffany Tumbles. That's the name. Would um not really address it and go mm. back to an earlier point or a different mm. point, mm. and if you're like if you're just watching it very like what mm. then it feels like an actual discussion is really being had mm. where there's a lot of times where it doesn't happen mm. where the point is the point is made and it lands and there's not really a counter counter argument so Tiffany tumbles goes to something else yep and like i admire that because even if that's not the sort of view you're comfortable with having or comfortable doing Mm. to like let it land i think what could have been done better in that situation is to have it acknowledged where that character goes i don't really have anything to say to that Mm. you're right Mm. but i also have this concern yeah i think that's a better well i think and i i think what the, what uh, ContraPoints mm. in general was going for, because uh, uh, they've done that before, mm-hmm. is there's this sort of thing where, and I don't remember the exact word for it, but it's a philosophical thing where it's literally you have to have two opposing views mm. that just can't win. Mm-hmm. And then she will have this sort of like fallout from the fact that they can't win and uh i know i i mentioned uh watching the aesthetic mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately there's just not a not enough hours in the day for everybody to watch everything um but it is also a thing that she did because that is an echo from a thing that she did mm. from the aesthetic where it's a anarchist cat woman trans person having a unwinnable argument with a ultra femme trans person who mm. does it so that she can be safe and yeah yeah like it it really worked in there and i think that it still worked well in trans trenders i think if you're paying attention and know what to look for yeah then i think it works and i think i think sometimes the issue is is that we know as media creators your audience doesn't always quite get that yeah and gets left with this bad taste in the their mouth because this mm. these points don't get acknowledged as being like oh yeah you got me there or yeah. something mm-hmm. 
because she will right. at least like and maybe it was maybe i'm running them together because i know at least in the aesthetic she'll have like a character go well you got me there but it still sucks <laughs> just like every once yeah. in a while mm-hmm. she'd have a like well yeah, yeah. but th- this yeah but i I think when you're doing a piece of media that is both an exploration of a topic and also somewhat instructional, yeah. it's useful to be very clear about yeah. some of that thing, some of that yeah. stuff. Okay. Ooh. So I don't know if our usual ending metric is going to work because <laughs> ah. it's, um, is it transphobic and is it enjoyable yeah uh so let's i think we can keep is it enjoyable but i almost don't want to ask <laughs> like what do you think uh like you can do scale of one to ten it can be a little bit more nuanced than that you don't necessarily of need enjoyment to yeah of enjoyment um i'm i want i definitely want to watch more of her stuff okay like mm-hmm. i because there is really interesting discussion in there i yeah. just don't know if it's something i can watch like back to back to back to back. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely want to want to watch more. Mm. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I really am curious. Like that's more than anything else I'm curious what the next 3 videos are going to be. Mm-hmm. Because it is one of those things where it's like, okay, she, uh, she, Natalie, is under a lot of scrutiny and ContraPoints itself is going to be looked at as an extension of her beliefs and her figuring things out. So I love it. Um, It'll be, maybe it's a problematic fave for me. Maybe it's not. We'll see in the next couple of videos whether it stays problematic fave or whether it's just a fave fave. Yeah. Um, So what about transphobic? I think the impact yeah. of it is somewhat transphobic mm. because it is it is othering part of the trans community. Yeah. The sort of how it is addressed and who she's engaging. Mm. That is. Do I think that it can't improve or that it's terrible and I wouldn't be even willing to engage in it? No. Mm. I, and I'm sure... That's mostly because I I have a really great support system and I'm very comfortable with how I present and who I am in that sense. Mm. But I could I could definitely see how this could be much more impactful if yeah. that were not the case. Yeah. And and I think the other the other thing that we we didn't actually touch upon is like I know that we've kind of been saying that we're trying to keep contrapoints as an entity and mm. natalie Wynn as a human separated is that it, it is so tough because like when th- shit happens to natalie she brings it into the contrapoints videos yeah she blurs that so line. yeah so because the line is blurred because that is kind of the nature of a youtube video mm-hmm. is like the people need to think that you are a real human that they can somehow yeah. interact with it, it's it it's tough and yeah like it's it's a different type of tough than if she was someone on beverly hills 90210 was the first thing that pops into my head but yeah like it's not as much of a character yeah like it's it has to be a character but it also has to be genuine in her Mm -hmm. um and so for me is it transphobic no yes (laughs) like like i mean part of part of the humor of it is that she is actively 
doing like and saying things that could be construed as transphobic and it kind of yeah. works because she is trans yeah um and like that's part of the reason that i'm attracted to it that's part of the reason why i like it mm-hmm. um is because like every now and then she'll be making a very big point and then she'll just go like i don't know maybe i'm just an angry transsexual or something and it's just like oh okay. i think that's yeah. hilarious like i dig that that's but part of that is because she's flirting with that idea of mm-hmm. like, uh, so yes, but like not, but at the same time, uh, again, like the, the, exactly like you said, I think she, I think there are some things that could be more explicit, but at the same time, I'm here for it. Yeah. And I love it. And there are a bunch of other like people that are doing more explicitly like, oh, okay, this yeah. is what's going on. Let's talk about this work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really do like this as a sort of like counterbalance mm-hmm. to a lot of that, as opposed to say a, like a, a Blair White or point, if you will. a contra point, if I will. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here. I oh, realized that this was a me. difficult one, especially because I was just <laughs> throwing it at you. It's I thank you. I it's there's so many facets to a lot of this. It's hard to like know how to navigate it all on your own so it's really it i love it when suddenly someone's like hey look at this thing and then you get to just dig into it yeah Mm -hmm. so thank you all so much for listening Mm -hmm. uh rachel how can people find you if you want them to online if you'd like to find me i don't know if you want people to find you after this episode (laughs) Eh, you know yeah uh if you want to find me on instagram it's at rachel.weekly um and yeah, there, there's no point on finding me on Twitter. I've tweeted like four years ago. <laughs> I'm sure it was great. I haven't read them. Fantastic. Uh, for me, you can find me. You can find this podcast on mm. Twitter at Is It Transphobic. Uh, you can also go to tinyurl.com/isittransphobic to see our website. Uh, for me, I'm at Lucretia Deerfor, L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-D-E-A-R, and then the number four. Uh, and then, yeah, we also have. I have a new podcast. You do. I do. I- love it thank you too i listen to it while i do dishes and like i'm cackling (laughs) and being like huh yeah i I didn't think about that before well the podcast is called the right to play Mm -hmm. uh and it's a playwriting podcast that i do with my good friend gina femia Mm -hmm. who is my favorite writer of all time she Uh, just won a parody award yeah she did she won like a parody grant was it yeah Yeah, like yep Mm mm-hmm yeah no gina's amazing um so yeah thank you so much for listening uh we're on patreon i guess uh i love money uh give us money Uh, all right thank you so much is it transphobic was produced edited and coordinated by ashley lauren rogers The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com. You okay? Yep. Um, Sometimes I burp. I try not to do it in the microphone. Thank you for pointing that out. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I just want to make sure... um...